righty, welcome to Chewing the Fat. Thank you so much for coming along for the ride today. And we are approaching the holidays, aren't we? I know, don't look at me like that. I don't believe the holidays are that close, but they are. And that means that we're going to get all the news that's important surrounding the holidays, like the KFC chicken-scented fire logs for the third straight year. And they're going to be carried exclusively at Walmart. So you still got a shot. Now, the last three years, they have sold out both in the store and online. So they launched this week. They're probably sold out already, but you may still have a shot if you're listening live right now on the 27th of October, 2020, you may still have a shot at the KFC fire log that smells like KFC's fried chicken. Man, who doesn't want their house to smell like that? No, don't answer that. Just pretend like you do. <laughs> Welcome to Chewing the Fat. And it is Chewing the Fat, not Chewing the Fat. But, you know, I was doing a. It's Chewing. It's Chewing the Fat. So that same Walmart, by the way, is now suing the U.S. government, yay, in their preemptive strike against the uh, legal battle. According to Walmart, they're, they're in trouble because of their responsibility in what's being called the opioid abuse crisis. Now, I don't... Here's the deal. I think that the opioid abuse crisis is agonizing in an overall big picture. I know that there was a problem. There is a problem. There was a problem. And doctors were overprescribing. And they knew that these particular areas around the country were overprescribing. And companies, you know, are paying out big dollars because of it. And their ads were, you know, telling the docs they were giving bonuses to docs for writing prescriptions and so on. However... Now you're going to take into the hands of the pharmacist for not fulfilling those same prescriptions. Well, a couple things. The pharmacy was filling the prescriptions that were legal prescriptions at the time. Then we gave the pharmacist the right to say no. They were, they were doing that with, uh, with uh, the abortion pill. They were saying, uh, no, they wouldn't give out the prescription. And they... You know, so they want to have it both ways. They want to be able to tell you that, no, we're not filling that prescription. And then they want to be able to say, uh, well, you gave us legal prescriptions, so we filled them. I'm not sure where that leads us down the road of responsibility from the pharmacies, but I guess we'll find out because... They filed the lawsuit against the Justice Department and the Drug Enforcement Administration. So it'll be an interesting little battle going on between the government and Walmart. Uh, Both have pretty deep pockets, although Walmart doesn't have a printing machine. You can kind of say they do. (laughs) Because they kind of do, but not like the government. So we'll see what happens. I'm sure what will happen is they'll say, okay, well, we'll pay... $800 million for the opioid relief fund, and then we're resolved of all wrongdoing. Thank you. Have a nice day. I bet you that's pretty much a quote from the story, and it hasn't even been printed yet. How many times could you listen to this? Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip. It started from this cupping port aboard this tiny ship. For three hour tour, a three hour tour. Oh no, the weather started getting. Should I play the whole thing? Yeah. The minnow would be lost. The minnow would be lost. The ships and crowd on the shore of this uncharted desert skipper to a millionaire and his wife the movie star the professor and Marianne here on Gilligan's Isle so 
This is the tale of our castaways. They're here for a long, long time. They'll have to make the best of things. It's an uphill climb. The first mate and his skipper, too, will do their very best to make the others comfortable on the trunk. They've got a nest. No a single luxury Like province in Peru So it's permitted asking me So join us here each week My friends, you're sure to get a smile From seven stranded castaways Here I'm Gilligan's So, again And then let's say It started up again Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not going to play the whole thing again. Good Lord, no. But the question is, how many times could you hear it without pulling your hair out? So, billionaire Bill Gross allegedly blared that theme on loop to annoy his neighbor during a dispute over a sculpture. <laughs> it's the Sopranos in real life. Remember, for those of you that are 150 years old and remember The Sopranos, and it happened, I looked it up today, it happened back in 2002, so it was, you know, 18 years ago. 18 years ago. And it was, uh, you know, I mean, during that, that's when The Sopranos were, you know, huge. There was, they talked about the episode, you know, 12 and a half million people watched. It was in December, but uh, it's real life. Uh, come to The Sopranos. Is it TV to life? Life to TV? So apparently this couple that lives next door to Mr. Uh, Mr. Billionaire, uh, Bill Gross, he got pissed because they had this sculpture up. And there's a picture of the sculpture. And it's just one of those sculptures, you know, of plants that you see. And I'm sure they bought it at some... They paid way too much money for it. They probably bought it at some, uh, you know, auction for, uh, you know, a charity. So they put it up and it's fine. It's not bad. But they guess they, w- they put a net. There was some sort of netting put up. And that's what ticked off Bill Gross was the netting. So they this was here in Laguna Beach in, uh, in California. And so when they put the netting around the sculpture... Uh, they were probably mad because the birds were landing on them and probably pooping on them and costing them a bunch of money in cleaning. And so, you know, they got angry with it. So they put the netting up and that pissed off gross. So he started playing the Gilligan's Island theme, blasting it into his neighbor's yard on loop. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, do you take the netting down? I don't know. It's really, uh, you know, really kind of funny. Although it's not funny if it's you, right? So apparently the, uh, there's no humor in it and they, uh, they're upset. And so they're, uh, they're suing them. They filed a lawsuit in superior court for harassment and intentional infliction of emotional distress. Okay, we'll see how that comes out. It's two rich guys battling each other. And apparently the guy that had the sculpture, he and his wife used to swim where the sculpture is, the picture of the sculpture. You see the pool on the other side of a wall and some bushes. You can see the pool. And it's, uh, you know, half under a uh, a roof and the other half is outside. It's right in the ocean. It looks gorgeous. But apparently he and the wife like to, uh, you know, swim naked and that was also upsetting to bill gross and gross has uh he went after his first wife or one of his wives after a divorce where he would uh he hired of our army of spies and they would just go into the house and and leave it in uh, chaos and leave puke smell and <laughs> fart spray in the house. <laughs> it's not funny. It's not funny at all. And this guy does not have a sense of humor and it's wrong. Okay? Wrong. But you remember the Sopranos episode where, and this is where I, I get it from with the Gilligan's Island theme, Tony buys a house or he's going to buy a house and he gives this guy the money and uh, then he decides he's not going to buy it and the guy won't give him all his money back. And so Tony, he says, I'll give you finally after, you know, Tony talks to him, he says, I'll give you some of your money back, but I'm keeping, you know, a couple hundred thousand or whatever. And Tony will not having any of that. 
uh, when Tony asks for all his money back, he expects his money back. And so he has his boys pull up a boat in the lake outside of this house and put up giant speakers on the boat from his house and just face the speakers toward the house. And all you hear is. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the Sands Hotel proudly presents the star of our show direct from the bar. Dean Martin. And so the guy and his wife are entertaining with friends at the house and they're like, what the heck is that? And they get up to take a look at the boat Stugat is just sitting there on the lake. (laughs) And they try to holler, but it's just Tony and it's just on loop of the, of the album and it's never ending so uh eventually uh tony gets his way and will get his money back because of that you uh you understand that is the process because of uh, the sopranos hello okay there's some actual i guess real stories we can do too because i mean that look that's what we uh, what i try to do here on chewing is, uh, you know, weave real news and updates so you get an idea of what's going on around the world. But I don't want to get too political because you get beat up all day long with politics. I know that. And I don't want to do that to you. Enough is enough. So, and I know, I feel the same way. I watch it and I'm just beating my head in with this stuff. And I know that we are, for those of you listening live, we're a week away from the election and it's the the biggest election of our lives and it's Trump and it's Biden and it's, I got it. But, and I'll play you, you know what we could do. I'll play, I'll give you some real, we'll play you the one spot that I I did kind of like. You can, um, during uh, Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead and World Beyond, which uh, you can we talk about on my Talking Walking Dead uh, show uh, every Monday with Jason Buttrell and my son Maximus Fisher. During those episodes this past week, there was a Trump ad that aired, which was kind of funny. Here's how you can spot a zombie. Look for someone who has a corpse-like appearance, exhibits aggressive behavior, craves human flesh, and utters incoherent moans and groans. Uh, I don't know. With your help, we can prevent the zombie uprising. I'm Donald Trump, and I approve this message. <laughs> so you get it. Pictures of Biden, and he's sniffing the little girl's hair, and he's, why, 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 and, uh, I don't know. And, uh, you know, they, they show him, and, and uh, it's funny. Now, it aired during Fear of the Walking Dead, and it aired during World Beyond, which is the new uh, Dead series as well. And you can, you know, hear about those shows on my Talking Walking Dead show. Uh, it just, you know, if you're a subscriber to Chewing the Fat, you know that it drops on Mondays. So, uh, anyway, so you, that was kind of funny. Kind of funny. And I know that we're into that election. But, you know, there's a lot of other stuff going on that, uh, you know, I try to get you involved with instead of having to hear about Donald Trump and Joe Biden all the freaking time. Like, for instance, we've talked about Shepard Smith's new television show on CNBC. I kind of like Shep's new show. I don't, I, have I watched it often? No. Did I go back and watch it because I wanted to see it? Yes. We talked about it because it's agonizing that most of his reporters are out reporting with masks on it drove me crazy there was only a couple that took them off and one made a point the one white house reporter made a point of saying i just took the mask off for the report thank you thank you for doing that i hate the virtue signaling of the masks while you're doing a report please take them off please for the love of all that is all that is holy just do your report without the mask the cameraman's a good six feet away from you and nobody's around you. Do the report. And even if someone is there that you're doing a report with, hold the microphone away from them. I don't know. Do something. Just don't do the report with the mask on. So anyway, Shep uh, show is uh, is hurting uh, ranking-wise. And it makes sense because you're not used to watching it. And I, I'm in that same boat. You know, do I go back and do I really want to watch the Shepard Smith show? Eh, no. But, I, you know, I would if I want to watch a show, he's not, it's not terrible. 
and he makes a big deal about not being uh not being right or left trying to give people the news and just reporting on the news well we uh, you know a lot of people say i was gonna say we all say that but and we do kind of want the news but cable viewing uh that's not really true uh we're looking at for the angles right i mean ever the, the right or left you're looking for the angles and uh his numbers are not good on uh on cnbc in fact they're saying they made a big deal about this article talking about uh, his show was was behind uh lou dobbs tonight repeats so his viewers were 343,000 total viewers in the first week Ooh, that's not good then it dropped the second week and then it dropped the third week Ooh, shep gotta do something man start doing the nightly talk shows reminding people that you're there do something man because look cnbc hasn't had a, a show on at seven o'clock that anybody wanted to watch for a long time if ever and so you know you're trying to grab whatever audience you can get on cnbc so i would start doing some promotions shep do something that you know makes somebody mad <laughs> do something bro Take the show on the road. Go in the middle of a hurricane. Uh, Shep Smith reporting from, you know, a hurricane something. Because, woof, if you're falling behind repeats of Lou Dobbs, that's a problem. But they say they're in it for the long haul. And CNBC is, uh, you know, committed to Shepard Smith. And the news with Shepard Smith. So, okay. Good luck. God bless. But uh, it's a long road for Shep. And the show's not again. The show's not that bad. He's got a cool set. I don't think it's as cool as the set he had on Fox, but he's got a cool set. And good luck, God bless. You know, maybe, maybe Shep should go put in to be the ghost of Regent Theater. So there's a theater in Picton, Ontario, Regent Theater in Prince Edward County. And they are bummed they don't have their own ghost. And so they're going to make it possible that it could be you. And I say maybe Shep does that. So it's in right down Main Street in downtown Picton, Ontario. And who doesn't want to be a part of a downtown in Picton, Ontario? And so it's a really cool kind of old school theater that needs a lot of work now. And it's been closed since March because of the pandemic oh and it's usually hosts like 300 events a year and it's been close i mean they are literally dying on the vine so they're trying to raise some money to stay alive and to fix up the joint a little bit so they are giving you an opportunity to buy a 25 dollar ticket you're going to join uh in a drawing on halloween and if you win the drawing you can be the official ghost of Regent Theater when you when you pass on. Kind of cool. I know. <laughs> They're bummed they don't have a ghost. Their uh, chairman said all the grand old theaters in the world, London, New York, Toronto, all have ghost stories attached to them. And so there's, you know, they have phantoms that haunt the stages and the dressing rooms and scare the audience so we thought oh, we want one too okay so we don't want anybody to get hurt but you know we want people to maybe a little jump in the dark and be fine so it's part of their raise the curtain campaign i kind of cool now look they've got a leaking roof and they're talking about modernizing accessibility services which means you know they need wheelchair access and everything so they're talking about it quarter of a million price tag to fix it all up and they've been closed they got no way to make money they need to be open to make money to fix it up uh, it's just uh, amazing so uh you can do that uh I'll, I'll i'll tweet this out and the link is in the story and you can uh you know help this theater out i think it'd be kind of cool actually i i'd be you know i don't know that i want my ashes oh i couldn't do my ashes though because then you you burn up so, so if you want to be a ghost and you want to belong you know you can say that you're going to be the ghost of regent theater and uh you know maybe you're not gonna be 
uh, you don't really mean it, but you get the you get the bragging rights of being the ghost of Regent Theater, and it looks really cool. It's got a really cool front. It looks small, but uh, maybe if it has an uh, upper deck, uh, maybe they sell it next year for the upper deck ghost. <laughs> I'm a fan of uh, Regent Theater. There's plenty of old theaters around this country. If they don't have a ghost, this is a really good idea. I realize that it's not in this country. I'm just talking specifically about the United States now, not just Canada. Uh, But it's a good idea. And for 25 bucks, why not? Uh, You get a chance to be the bragging rights of the ghost of an old theater. Kind of cool. It's a good idea. All right, let's go to the break room. Ooh, do I need a ghost in the break room? <laughs> you know what? I may auction off a ghost of the break room. That might be, you know, something for charity. see how that uh, how that plays out but i need something to drink and refresh my throat with something cool and refreshing oh. mm. so good have you seen the have you seen the uh, trailer for fat man and i know i you know ha 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 isn't it a movie about you jeff no, but the uh, Mel Gibson movie, Fat Man, where he plays Santa Claus, Chris Kringle. And it's got Walton Goggins in it, who I love. He's great. Uh, Marianne Jean-Baptiste uh, is in it. It looks like it's going to be a fun movie. Uh, they're coming after Santa. He's, uh, you know, he's really distraught. And uh, he does a partnership with the military. And Goggins is the hitman who's coming to kill him because of some uh, rich little kid. Uh, it looks like it's it would it looks like it's you know the uh, what's the Sylvester Stallone you know and Rambo the, the Rambo's kind of like Mel Gibson is uh, you know Rambo Santa Claus. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a fun watch, and it's coming out in November. Uh, which is surprise it's going to be out uh november 13th here in the u.s november 19th in australia and then it's a digital download the next week i like that a lot that hopefully is the new game plan for these movies hey we're going to be in theaters we're going to be all over on this in this week and then uh, you can digitally download it and you can watch it at home so if you don't want to go to the theaters uh, if you just want to be a ghost <laughs> of a theater and not go because it's closed, you can just watch it at home. And it looks like it's, uh, you know, be a fun little Christmas movie. Uh, you know, a little, little diehard, a little diehard Christmas movie with Santa as uh, as Mel Gibson. Oh, as long as we're talking about movies, too, you're going to have to dry your eyes. Uh, Legally Blonde 3 has been pushed back to next year. And by next year, I mean 2022. So... I know, I know, I know, I know. It's, uh, you know, I'm just as bummed as you. I love the Legally Blonde series with Reese Witherspoon as Elle Woods. Okay, I know. I love her just as much as you do. So, I was forced to love her because my wife loves those movies. So, why don't you just get off my back, okay? (laughs) So just leave me alone, okay? Just leave me alone and subscribe to the podcast. That's all you need to do. Just subscribe to the podcast. It's free, and you can live your life better knowing you're a freeloading subscriber and not just a freeloader, okay? So choose a platform that you like. There's a plethora of them out there, and you can uh, subscribe to Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Now, if you're not sure which platform you'd like to listen to the show on every day, you can choose iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever. Whatever one warms the little cockles of your heart. And then subscribe to the show. You can tell your friends and neighbors. You can rate the show. You know, 20 stars, best podcast ever. So other people find out about it on the platform. If the platform allows the rating system, 
But first and foremost, just subscribe to the show. Okay? It's just that simple. All right? Now, what keeps this show free is, uh, well, obviously, um, you know, commercials. And uh, if you're a member of Blaze TV. So if you want to become a member of Blaze TV, go to blazetv.com slash Jeffy, J-E-F-F-Y, and you can become a member and subscribe to blazetv.com. Right now, for those of you listening live on the 27th of October, I think you have until the end of the week, uh, for $30 off an annual subscription to Blaze TV. <laughs> I mean, that's a good deal. So blazetv.com slash Jeffy, promo code Jeffy, gets you 30 bucks off for a year. That's, uh, that's a good deal. So I would do that now. For those of you that are listening before the, I don't know, I'm not exactly sure when it ends. So if you go there after, let's say, the 30th of October and it says uh, that deal is no longer available, then I'm sorry. Just use the promo code Jeffy and get as much off as you can and still, you know, become a member of Blaze TV. Because, look, more voices, not less. More voices, not less. Okay, that's what we need to do. I know Facebook has now got their new uh, set of tools that can slow down the spread of viral content. And they're saying they're only going to use it for political posts. Uh-huh. Sure. Why? Well, of course they will. I believe them. And Twitter is only, you know, looking for, you know, bad people. Uh-huh. They don't want to silence anybody. Right. But we don't at Blaze TV. More voices, not less. Which gets us back to chewing the fat with Jeff Fisher and becoming a subscriber to the podcast and the YouTube page as well. Same name. You might as well just subscribe to them both. Okay? Don't answer that. Just subscribe. Another quick note for those of you listening live. Uh, the World Series is still going on and it's the Rays and the Dodgers. And I haven't you know, I haven't really talked about it much. I didn't talk about it uh, yesterday, but uh, it's, uh, you know, the best of seven series is the World Series, for those of you that don't know. And it's the Tampa Bay Rays and the L.A. Dodgers. Now, what made me think about this is that I read a story the, uh, yesterday or today from one of the emails, morning emails that I get. And apparently, and I remember seeing it, they talked about uh, Tampa. And people got all wound up. It's not Tampa Bay. It's Tampa. It's not Tampa Bay. Well... You know, it is. Get over yourselves, Tampa. It is Tampa Bay. I lived there for 20 years. It's Tampa Bay. I realize it's Tampa, St. Petersburg, Clearwater. I got it. And all the little dingleberry cities around, I'm with you. But it's Tampa Bay. That's the Metroplex, okay? So uh, don't get yourself all wound up in a knot. But the Rays are in it. They're down a game. Uh, It's three games to two. And that baseball game Saturday night was incredible. They were relentless and have been all year, really, even with the shortened baseball season. Uh, And I haven't watched a lot of baseball throughout the regular season, but since it was the Rays and it's the World Series, I love baseball. And so, you know, I've been watching it and it's been exciting. It's been fun. So those of you listening live again, the 27th, which is, uh, you know, Tuesday, there's a World Series game tonight and it'll be fun. It'll be fun to watch. And I'll, uh, on Friday, Fat Pop Friday, I'll tell you who won the World Series. Uh, and uh, we'll see what happens. I think, right? We got Tuesday, which is game five. And tomorrow will be, no, game six and seven. Yeah, game six and seven. So by Friday, we'll know for sure who is the World Series champions. When's the last game of the. I know I got to find out. Hold on. Just stay where you're at and let me, let me double check what I'm looking at. <laughs> I don't even know why you moved. You shouldn't even have moved. It wasn't that long, okay? But you have the game tonight and the game tomorrow. So, And the Dodgers are the home team. So you're looking at Rays v. Dodgers, not Dodgers v. Rays. And for those of you that don't know, whatever team is v. the last name, that's the home team, okay? Just so you know, it's the way they do things in sports. So we'll know. Tomorrow night is game seven if the Rays win tonight. So, and they have been relentless all year. 
So come on, Tampa Rays. Let's go. Oh, it's Tampa Bay Rays. Oh, no. I mean, I still have. We, <laughs> I got to break out my Rays jerseys. and I've got my... Uh, I've got the uh, inaugural baseball from the very first game that the Rays played at Tropicana Field. Uh, I should probably Instagram that out. Jeff Fisher Radio on Instagram, by the way. And I'll let you see a picture of it. I've got you know a couple of Rays jerseys, a white and a blue. We might have to go out all Rays tonight. All Rays tonight in game six. But that Saturday night game, anyway, what got me started on it, that Saturday night game was awesome. And it was the bottom of the ninth, and they were down, and a couple of errors, and a, a throwing, and a bobble, and it was incredible. They win, and they win in the ninth. It was amazing. I mean, it was an exciting game to watch. And the question that everybody asked at the end of the game is, "What just happened?" And what just happened is the Rays won that game. That's what happened. Pretty incredible. So anyway, go Rays. You know, I wonder if you could just, uh, if you wanted to play a song. Uh, loop it to get people going crazy it would be the uh, beverly hillbillies theme because uh you know california is a place to be uh not really because uh you're looking at sixty thousand people were placed under evacuation orders in california and orange county yesterday because of the wildfire you got pg and e beginning to shut off power to about three hundred sixty-one thousand california customers over wildfire risks uh, it doesn't sound like the place you want to be it doesn't sound like you want to load up the truck and move to Beverly. Uh, but if you do, good for you. Good for you. I got it. No problem. You know, that's why I thought, uh, okay, I haven't talked about the Royals in a while. Speaking of living in LA and life moving on. I mean, what is going on with Harry and Megan? What's going on? Are they getting a divorce? I said they would. I know. I know. I said they would. Okay. And it's just surprising to me that we're getting stories now about uh, Prince and uh, Harry uh, unhappy in marriage. And uh, Megan is hooked by a political activist. And she's turned, she's turned Harry into this, uh, uh, what's, the, what's the line that he used? Unconscious bias. That was it. He said, thanks to Megan, his wife, the Duchess of Sussex, uh, she, he now understands unconscious bias. Do ya? Do ya? Okay. All right. We'll see how that goes. But I know that they're talking about, uh, we're getting reports on uh, body language during interviews. We've had that for a little while now. We uh, are getting the stories of uh, Harry and Meghan have painted themselves as intellectuals and chose enigmatic gestures when talking about running for political office. I mean, he with Harry, Harry's got to have William's got to take him by the side uh, in the castle and say, "Dude, what are you doing?" But yeah, it's just. Okay, I, I still, there's still there. That divorce is happening. I'm telling you. And maybe if it's not a divorce, but they're not going to be together. Harry is going to zip back to the castle. I promise you. Prince Andrew. I mean, he's trying to get back into uh, good graces with the with the monarchy now. You know, they sent him away. Get out of here. You and Jeffrey Epstein, uh, bud buds, get out of here. You're not going to do anything. You're not going to work for the... For the monarchy, you're not going to do it. You're not going to do be under the queen. And now he's trying to, you know, get back. He wants redemption from the castle. I bet he does. I bet he's he's tired of living out in the country and not having uh, the life he would become. I mean, he's still living a good life. Let's be honest. He's not in a trailer, okay? But that's if there's anything wrong with being in a trailer. I love living in my trailer. But I'm telling you. Uh, he likes the idea of being out and being treated like the prince he'd been treated like for his entire life. He doesn't like that uh, being out on the countryside with nobody kissing his ass every day. Well, you know, except for the regular servants, but you know how tiring that can become. It's just exhausting having to deal with the servants. So did you see where uh, Delta has now banned at least 460 passengers? from flying on their on their flights now because they refused 
to wear face masks during flights. Did they all refuse to wear face coverings? Or was it part of your deal? You didn't like the face coverings? We saw the videos. Anyway, they're on the no-fly list for Delta. And I'm sure they haven't shared that with the other airlines. So according to Delta, their head guy, you know, he's all big on masks and it's the safest way and we all should be wearing masks. And of course, you're supposed to wear your mask on flights. You'd think, this is just me talking out loud, you'd think maybe the airlines would be first and foremost saying, hey, we're dying on the vine. So we want you to wear masks. But if you don't want to, that's okay. We're an American airline we want you to make the choice if you fly and you don't have a mask we'll give you one but if you don't want one that's okay too because i just told you and we talked about the study that the airlines did i think it was united not delta but they did the study where the air in the plane is you know safe and the the filtration system is wonderful and it's beautiful and you in fact you couldn't be safer than if you were on an airplane i mean that's pretty much what the study said so i mean you'd think you'd just think that the airlines would be that way but no you would be wrong i mean they're still look they've got looking at the tsa checkpoint numbers through the turnstiles Yesterday was 898,734 to be exact, 735. So a year ago, it was over 2 million. I mean, they've only broke a million the 18th of this month, the 18th of October, which was a Sunday. I mean, I don't know why that was such a big deal, but they 1,031,505 went through the turnstiles. And a year ago, it was 2,606,000. So... I mean, almost one of the busier days. So the 18th, man, that mid-October is busy travel time. But uh, they're still dying. They need at least double that to even come close to being alive. So you'd think that they would, you know, be okay with people making their own choice of not wearing a mask. But I digress. I would be wrong because that's not what's going on. And Delta, apparently we've approved an alliance between WestJet and Delta. I mean, they're going to, airlines are going to be making uh, alliances with any, any business they can. WestJet is a Canadian company, so I guess they're going to make a deal flying in and out of Canada. And you'll be able to, if you have a Delta ticket, you can fly on WestJet and WestJet on Delta and, you know, anything to up the business no question and we hear all of this and then we see where the uk has a new fighter jet that is awesome i mean it looks awesome and it looks like it does uh, an awful lot and look it it doesn't cost very much to make the program is only a couple of billion dollars, so don't worry about it. It's got a multifunction radio frequency system that can collect and analyze radar data, allowing the pilots to detect threats sooner than ever. It's got uh, the, the, the radar system is capable of collecting up to 10,000 times more data than earlier radar systems. It's uh, incredible. The plane looks so freaking cool. I wish it had fat guy seating because it would be really cool. It's able to collect as much data per second as the city of Edinburgh's internet traffic. I mean, Edinburgh, they're, you know, obviously it's UK. So there's, you know, 482,000 people. So, I mean, it's just amazing what this flight plan, plane, flight plane f-35 joint strike farter fighter i can't even say what it is i'm looking at these pictures of it and i'm like i want to fly in this machine it's got electronic attack missions with radar and false targets network attack advanced jamming algorithm packed data streams okay just let me in just let me in i want to fly in it i know i know what they what they want most is to have a a talk show host fat guy in this tempest fighter plane but i'm telling you it looks really cool and if you're one of the pilots that is flying this bad boy 
I bet you are in love with this machine because it looks cool. All I ask, put in, may just make one. It's just make one down the, down the line that has a special fat guy seat just for me. That's all I ask. I don't think that's too much to ask for. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcast. So I shouldn't go the entire show without mentioning that uh, Amy Coney Barrett is now a Supreme Court justice. Uh, congratulations. Uh, she was, uh, you know, sworn in. It was pretty incredible to watch uh, Justice Clarence Thomas swearing in Amy Coney Barrett. This country is so horrible that we have a black man who is on the Supreme Court swearing in a female who is going to be on the Supreme Court. Just, uh, I know, I know, horrible. I get it. We're bad people. I know, okay? So get off me, all right? Um, <laughs> and we have, uh, so, you know, that's, I don't want to get too political. That's fine. I just want to congratulate uh, Amy Coney Barrett on her uh, Supreme Court uh, nomination and being uh, inducted into the Supreme Court Hall of Fame. Congratulations to ACB. A massive search is now underway in Ireland for fungi. I know. You're asking yourself, who is fungi? Well, uh, fungi has disappeared from Dingle Bay and fungi is a dolphin who apparently is a superstar in Dingle Bay and now has been missing for over a week. And they're worried. Oh no, the only other time that Fungi has gone missing, it went missing for a day and then, uh, you know, showed up again. So they're really concerned because Fungi is part of their tourist attraction. And even though they've been locked down, uh, you know, the, the director of the Dingle Ocean World Aquarium in Dingle Harbor has, has become really bummed because there's no fungi in Dingle Bay. So I don't know what's going on. They don't know if uh, fungi just swam off and died. Uh, they know that about a week or so ago there were some whales out at the mouth of the harbor. And Fungi was out there goofing around with the whales and maybe Fungi swam off with the whales. Uh, you know, they didn't mention it. Maybe the whale ate the dolphin. I don't know. I don't know. Do whales eat dolphins by accident? Maybe a young whale. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, there goes Fungi. Oh, no. It could have been a problem. I don't know. I'm just guessing. Uh, Fungi was old. Could have just swam off and said, hey. Because they said the doc, this uh, Dr. Flannery, from the well he's the director from dingle ocean world aquarium in dingle harbor um (laughs) their real name uh had said that the last the few days before the last time that fungi was seen fungi was active and swimming around and doing stuff that normally didn't do so maybe it was the last hurrah before fungi, you know, swam off and died. Like I'm still alive. Yay. Yay. Well, too much dead. So I don't know. We don't know. But if you ever, if you're out in the ocean, you know, hanging around Dingle Harbor and you see fungi, let fungi know, Hey, get back in there. They've been looking for you. Where the heck you been? Also in other animal news, uh, coming from a zoo, not Dingle Harbor, the uh, African penguins at a Dutch zoo. Uh, you remember them last year, the gay couple. The gay couple last year stole the lesbian's egg. No, let me, no, 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 stop. Last year, they stole an egg from a heterosexual couple. This year, they stole a nest with eggs in it from a lesbian couple. I don't know what the hell these penguins are doing. Somebody needs to put an 
this zoo is letting these penguins just run crazy. We've got heterosexual couples. We've got lesbian couples. We've got gay couples. And they're running around. The gay couple is stealing eggs and stealing nests. And apparently the one guy, penguin, is sitting on the egg or eggs in from the nest. But they're saying that the eggs probably aren't fertilized because, you know, we all know that life will find a way from the documentary Jurassic Park. But the lesbian couple has eggs and they usually aren't fertilized. So, huh, you need a male and a female to have an egg that's actually fertilized. But life will find a way. So anyway, uh, this gay couple in the Dutch Zoo have uh, stolen a nest this year. So we'll, you know. We gotta keep start keeping them in line. I don't know what's going on over there, but something needs to something needs to happen. I'll tell you that. And in Nebraska, and then there's another story out of Michigan too. But in Nebraska, huge poaching case has now got thirty guilty pleas, five hundred and seventy thousand dollars in fines, and prison time for the one guy in this poaching theme. I mean, they were uh, they were doing some serious some serious animal killing. It was a 30-month federal prison sentence for Jacob Huftel, or Huftel, H-U-E-F-T-L-E. And he was a co-owner and chief operator of his, uh, what's the name of the place? Hidden Hills Outfitters. All right. And, uh... They were, they came down hard on them. And, you know, really, they kind of deserve it, all right? They, all told, at least 97 game animals were killed with the help of illegal tactics, including 30 white-tailed deer, 34 mule deer, 6 pronghorn antelope, 27 turkeys. I mean, the guy was, uh, he was doing doing some damage all for money. Right, and he was killing uh, hawks and falcons as well, and other non-game migratory birds. Whew. I mean, that's doing some damage, right? So he was. People were paying uh, twenty-five hundred to seven thousand dollars for his guide services, and you know, if you're paying that money for the guide services, you expect to come away with uh, an animal that you were looking for right and whether it's uh illegal or not you wanna you want to walk away with that animal then i talked to michigan where a poacher gets jail time and a thirty-six thousand dollar fine for killing eagles and wolves now if you're killing eagles i feel like you should be uh more than thirty-six thousand dollars in reimbursement costs and how much did he get jail time not very long Uh, he worked out a plea agreement with prosecutors so he pleaded guilty to three counts of illegal take and possession of wolves three counts of illegal take and possession of bald eagles and one count of illegal commercialization of a protected species which was for the wolves Slapped, uh, according to them, with a harsher than normal sentencing than is typical for wildlife crime. For one, he was sentenced to 90 days of jail time. Uh, and, uh, the release notes 30 will be set aside in case of parole violation. He ordered to pay $36,240. And he will forfeit all snares, firearms, and other items seized by the DNR during their investigation, lost his hunting and trapping privileges in for life in Michigan and 47 other states as part of the Interstate Wildlife Violator Compact. Who, who doesn't know about the Interstate Wildlife Violator Compact? They investigated him for 18 months. Boy, that seems like we investigated this guy for 18 months. He killed at least three bald eagles and 18, 18 wolves. Wow. And he's only getting 90 days. He works out a deal for 90 days and 36,000. That seems like uh, it should be a lot more. Uh, it seems like the prosecutors 
are letting this guy get away with quite a bit by having him work out a plea agreement. I know he's not going to be able to hunt anymore legally if you believe that he, you know, is going to follow the law. But that seems, it seems light. It seems light. But hey, at least they got him, right? Right. Of course. Of course. Ooh, and I'll leave you with a little breaking news. I see where uh, James O'Keefe, our man from Project Veritas, has now got uh, someone else. And this guy, man, is relentless. I love him. He's got a ballot chaser in Texas illegally pressures the voter to change vote to Democrat candidate with gift. Uh, I wonder if that's legal or not. Uh, it says here in his tweet, if I go to prison, I do not look cute in stripes. I will hate you forever, says the uh, the ballot chaser. Wow. And he's released a, a video, a two-minute video on his tweet uh, for uh, catching this person. So I'm sure that's going to be everywhere, right? Of course it is. This is going to be news everywhere. Project Veritas does it again. And he just gets, and James just gets disregarded for all this stuff. But I will say that while I love it and man, he's, he's tough, man. He goes into the, goes into the fire, man, and catches these people doing what we know they're doing. And he just catches them all doing it. But man, we have got to have some faith in our election process. And the more we see of this, the more faith we lose in our election process. And that is not a good thing. And you can quote me on that. But look for Project Veritas and James O'Keefe's new new breakdown because, man, it's so, I don't know. Just, now this makes me sad. Good for James and good for Project Veritas, but, got to have faith in our election process and this is starting to make me lose that faith and i don't want to all right that's it i can't do anymore i don't want to lose faith (laughs) 